0: This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first Mike Talks of 2021. Mike Talks is the Friday edition of my podcast, 20th Century Boy, that happens... Some Fridays when I sometimes have time, which I currently do. And uh, we're, we're, we're doing it. We're, we're, the new catchphrase for this is it's a spin off of 20th Century Boy, my current podcast, uh, that is uh, that is slightly better than The Cleveland Show, but a lot better than Joey. So that's uh, that's sort of where you can position it in terms of uh, spin offs of, of television shows. Uh, my guest. Uh, for my Talks today, Alice Tovey. And this is just like one of the best chats I've ever had. I have known Alice, who is a comedian, writer, uh, singer, and cabaret performer, comedy cabaret performer, um, for a very long time. We actually met back at high school, and it has been so, so cool and inspiring to watch Alice's career flourish uh, since I knew her at school, I have just watched her do shows at the comedy festivals, selling out. And uh, sorry, when, when I say selling out, I mean selling out the shows, not selling out like selling out to the to the big man. No, she's not selling out. She is she's totally not selling out. Um, but she is just ever since I have known her in school, she has been just one of the most incredible performers, um, singers, and just just an amazing person, hilarious person, and I just loved sitting down with her and having this chat where we just sort of chatted about her journey into comedy and uh, un- unknowingly to her there are a few times where uh, her her journey inadvertently uh, helped me in my journey. And uh, we also talk about her working with a few other comedians, such as uh, Tim McDonald, who can now be seen on Have You Been Paying Attention on Channel 10 a lot, and uh, Sammy Garlep as well, who was a guest on my Harry Potter fan fiction podcast. So uh, lots of super cool stuff that Alice has done in the past, and it was just so good to finally catch up and see her, and I really want to work with her again very, very soon. So please... Enjoy this chat. Oh, share this around. Share it with your friends. Give it a review. Five stars. All the stuff you usually do with podcasts and all that. Uh, There is a video version up on my YouTube channel as well, so subscribe. Please enjoy this chat with my amazing, talented, and hilarious friend, Alice Tovey. And please, if she does happen to do a show anytime soon, which she is uh, deliberately ambiguous about in this uh, episode, uh, please buy a ticket and go see her because uh, I I am positive you will not be let down. Uh, So enjoy. Enjoy this all right mike talks the first one of 2021 and wow what a guest we have here <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna embarrass my guest by saying that i've known this guest for a very long time and she is to this day one of the best performers and comedic actors i have ever met since year 10 no maybe year nine i met we you
1: we, i think we yeah we met at some grotty Year nine disco oh, in yeah.
0: like a hall. So yeah.
1: probably year so, nine. So
0: we should uh, reveal, you would have seen her name on the title of the pod, but it is Alice Tovey, who hey. is a comedian and cabaret singer. Like you're a musician, singer, yeah. writer, comedian.
1: Yeah, yeah, just, um, what was the phrase that I learned? It was lovely and wanky. Multidisciplinary artist.
0: You're a multidisciplinary artist. <laughs> I love that. Because, like, I'm not even multidisciplinary. I'm just podcast. You're everything. No,
1: you, I've, you write sketch. Like, I've seen Siggy Mike. I've uh, seen yes. I've, Harry Potter and the Boys. You're a fiction writer.
0: Yes, well, and that's my longest running title, fiction writer, because I did that when I was 13. So your microphone is, is slowly, like, I'll just dropping down, so you have to go under it, but I've been sorry. doing my
1: yoga. It's all good. Like, I'm Sandy.
0: Yeah, this is a very unprofessional setup. So I'm glad that you've made the time to come here. It's
1: my pleasure. It's so good to see you.
0: It's good to see you too, because we haven't seen each other in ages. Yeah. Can we talk about like where you're at? Just where, where are you at? Where I want to talk about the Alice Tovey story, where <laughs> you started and where you've come from and where you are now. Go. Wow,
1: uh, just the, from birth <laughs> just to, just to now. Yeah,
0: for, uh, pre-birth, if you have any memories of that time, which most don't.
1: Oh, it was just warm,
0: dark. Yeah, yeah. Just nothing,
1: Just oblivion. dividing my cells, yeah. it was a good oh, time. Well, that's
0: good, that sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh God, if I could go back, take me back. Uh, <laughs> to,
0: to, to, to pre-birth, pre-birth. Okay. just chilling. All right.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, just at the moment, I mean, especially after the year we've had, it's just really getting back into that creative mindset because it's so hard to think nice interesting thoughts when you're just staring at a wall for eight hours a day
0: sorry i i i have been distracted by your earrings oh i'm so glad you noticed are they um the venus yeah the gummy venus Venus from the simpsons (laughs) so well wow That is amazing. It's the gummy, vi- the gummy Venus from the Simpsons episode with Homer. That is amazing. Sorry to interrupt. No, Con- no. Please no. continue. Now that
1: that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I was a child. That I loved started the singing. I that yeah. that loved the Simpsons. I'm yeah. pretty. Sure. We've talked about the Simpsons. Before, oh, I'm like, positive
0: surely. we've talked about the Simpsons. Yeah. yeah, we both love the Simpsons. Sitting
1: on like a couch at again some S- grody party, quoting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the Simpsons and being
0: antisocial. Yeah. Um. So you you loved singing growing up. I uh-huh. did too. And then your It seems like your love of performing was always present because, like, you were. Because I knew Alice at high school. And you were one of like, you were in pretty, you were like a lead in every school musical, right? I was so precocious. Like
1: yeah. what a, I'm so, yeah grateful for the high school life I had, but what a little shit, just getting the lead in everything and <laughs> yeah. being like, yeah, I'm the drama kid.
0: <laughs> was it like in high school musical, was it like Sharpay who wanted to be the lead in everything? Oh or my God, yeah, very Sharpay. sharpay. <laughs>
1: like when I was in year 12, I'm like, I'm going to go to NIDA, <laughs> Like I'm going
0: to be an actor. Yeah, yeah. And so you were in, the ones I remember you were in, were you in? in Les Mis. I was yeah. You, who were you in Les Mis? Uh, I was Madame
1: Tenardia so Amazing.
0: for people who've seen
1: the movie the Helena Bottom Carter character. Oh so good yeah. Oh it was awesome and I remember being really shitty because I'm like I want to sing like one of the big songs Meh. but then I'm like oh I get to be on stage for five minutes and make a dick joke and then I get to chill I'm like that yeah. rules.
0: It's, it's every actor's dream really yes. isn't it yeah and then so obviously you know we're not gonna talk. We can talk about the school musical stuff, but I assume that's not the highlight of your career. I mean, up? So like, you
1: were in Glee Club, I remember. Mike was. I was in
0: Glee Club. Did yes. you do
1: Teenage Dream?
0: I did Teenage Dream. Were you in the Loret? Oh, well, I've said your school. I hope you don't mind the Loretto, or- the Loretto Glee Club.
1: Ah uh, yes, I was, and what we did a song from uh, Burlesque, the Christina
0: Aguilera I movie. For this, yeah, what a strange decision.
1: I mean, I, I yeah, it was cool, but also just a bunch of um overly sexualized children singing yeah. about how they are going to like dance up on the table. Like in hindsight, I'm like, oh no, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like looking back, like. But you did a great job with it. Thank. It was a good time. It was good time. Glee Club was fun, but like, so you and then since since school what's your like I'm kind of interested because you've just like become this comedian who does solo shows at the comedy fest but you were you were doing like way more than that before as in you were doing more than just solo shows Mm -hmm. before like what's your journey to getting to this point which I consider very brave oh you're so sweet Mike uh thank you whatever (laughs) whatever
1: (laughs) so uh, at uni I was studying uh Get back up
0: here. I'm I was so sorry about this mic. No, no, it's so a, fine. Maybe I need to tighten it. Let's make a twist. I actually gave you the mic on the arm because I thought it would be more convenient, but it seems no, like no, it's, it's just it's annoying you.
1: I wonder if I could, if I hold an arm, is that like does that <laughs> well, does, make the arm look do you, strange? Do you want
0: to swap? Is it annoying? No, no, you? no it's okay, okay, so cool. fine. Don't worry. Right, sorry, sorry to all the listeners.
1: <laughs> that's it's, This is just I'm a little uh, back of house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit yeah, of we, tech stuff. Yeah, we should nerds. have had
0: this sorted out before, but yeah, whatever. It's fine.
1: No, we're roofing. We're chilling. It's good. It's cool. It's cute. Cool.
0: I'm glad so you yes
1: so my journey my journey uh i was studying a bachelor of classical voice so like opera singing at mm, uni wow at thank you it sounds impressive but like i don't i didn't want to be an opera singer i don't You're know right. i think i just got in and i might like, might as well yes so, but um <laughs> While I was at Melbourne Uni, they do a show called the Melbourne Uni Law Review, which is, yes. yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, a lot of amazing sketch comedians come through. And I don't know, um, you've talked to Tim McDonald before, mm-hmm. Sam Gallup Yeah. Met those guys through that. And yeah. yeah, then we started putting on our own little sketch shows and it was really funny and silly and cool. And mm-hmm. from there I'm like, oh, I, I can make people laugh. I've got this degree in singing well. So, yeah, just smashed the two. And I don't know, I just kept going and I guess I, it was a beautiful blend of like naivety and stupidity where I'm like, I don't know. I didn't know that I had to do anything a different way. So I just kept going.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And like talk about with the Melbourne Uni Law Review. And as you said, like Tim McDonald, who is now maybe seen on, have you been paying attention? So he, funny. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, and he, he was in, he went to my school. He, he was in my, uh, he was the captain of,
1: of your of house, my house.
0: And he what color
1: was your house? Light
0: blue. I love I love that distinguishment. Yeah, there was light blue and normal blue. It wasn't dark blue. Yeah. It was just like <laughs> normal blue. And um, the, and like the house captain's always for whatever reason. Sorry, I keep seeing the no, no, that's just fine. Just like just drop, and it's really annoying. And I'm so sorry. No, no,
1: don't apologize. Maybe yeah, that looks like
0: a good solution to just like do that. Come on, uh, arm. Feel free up. to manipulate the arm however you like, but like <laughs> the 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 house captains always seemed to be like really sporty dudes, and then Tim McDonald was just like like a comedian who like he was st- at that point already a comedian, like he was one of the funniest guys in the year level. Oh
1: my goodness, I remember being. I think I was really little in school, like in year six. And yeah. I don't know what, we had some footy player probably coming to talk to us about resilience, which yeah. is
0: great. Classic high school thing. I, like, yeah, I, I played footy. Now I'm going to teach you how to live your life. Exactly. Like. Yeah, I'm like, well, that fixed my depression. <laughs> <laughs> we we had Nick Rewalt talk to us. You know, like, and, like, he's cool. But I was just like... This is, like, so, like, the teachers must be like, oh, yeah, we're a boys' school. Bloody kids love footy. Let's get a footy player. He'll relate to everyone. Yeah. That's for a thing, like, I have no idea who Nick Rewald is. I assume he's a big deal in footy. Now I know he was. But, Yeah. So a footy player came to school? A footy player came to
1: school and I remember it was uh, the private girls' school and the private boys' school. They just mashed them in a hole. And I remember the <laughs> footy player, they had some deal with a vitamin company. So Tim got up and he's like, well, I understand like how being resilient and getting that in your system
0: helped, but can you explain
1: how getting Swiss Ultiva in your
0: system <laughs> helped you out? Whoa. And I was like, yes. That is such a like gutsy thing to do as a student as
1: well. Yeah. Uh, funny forever I, yeah. I i could not say enough good things about tim mcdonald
0: yeah what about sam garlett what
1: a <laughs> prick no, <laughs> no i love sam um yeah sam and i we've done a few tours together we went to adelaide together and mm. yeah i feel bad i just kind of like bullied him because he would like sleep on the floor next to me and i just make his life difficult but in a loving way i love uh, him yeah, so cool. much it sounds like a loving <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So that and like so, I think it's really cool that you three all work together and are now all sort of doing your own thing in the comedy sphere, but obviously still friends. But like, just that you all started together and now like, because you you hear about like you know like the D generation and working dog here in Australia, and sometimes I look at you guys and I'm like, that's like the next kind of story oh, like that in a way. Oh, thank that's so sweet. Thank you. Oh, I just think it's awesome and like. Funnily enough, and like I was going to, I wanted to tell you this on the show because like in a a weird twist of fate, and I don't think you know this, but I think it was your 21st birthday party, which I think Mm. you had at your house. I did. Yeah, it was a Halloween party. Uh, Yeah, it was a Halloween party. And I, uh, looking back, I actually came as a ninja, but looking back on my costume, it probably, I actually painted my eyes black and now looking back at that, I'm like, I hope those photos don't surface now. Like it wasn't like I did, I didn't do full blackface, but it was like, I was wearing like a Ninja Turtles kind of mask. um, Oh my goodness. And people kept saying, are you Isis? And I was like, no, I'm a ninja. Anyway, looking back, that was just a mess where I didn't understand a lot of things. That's not the story. I, I do not
1: remember you like um, committing a hate crime at my 21st, if that's, yeah. <laughs> if that's
0: any comfort. No, I'm so, sorry. Yeah. Um. But at that party, mm-hmm. I actually like hadn't seen Tim McDonald since school and he was there. Yeah. And I said to Tim, I had known that Tim was doing radio at Sin FM at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said to Tim, oh, I've seen you doing like radio. Like how'd you get into that? And Tim was like, oh, you just go to the training and you start doing it and... So because of that conversation at your 21st birthday, I started doing radio, community radio, which led me into like the whole career I'm doing now. So oh. I have you to thank. Actually, I actually have you to thank for everything. Oh. So thank you. Mike,
1: thank, that yeah. makes me so happy. You, you do not need to thank me at all. Um, Yeah, I'm so happy you found it. I remember listening to you and Tom do the Yellow Family. I'm like, yeah. yep, this guy, he's going places. Uh,
0: and you did. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Yeah, so I, I always thought about that. Can we talk about like... What? I don't actually quite know what cabaret is. Sure. Can you explain what cabaret is? Sure. So cabaret, it's one of those real, it's a real broad
1: church, but long and short of it, it's doing songs with a bit of chat in between right okay yeah yeah people kind of if you think tim mentioned like that's a certain oh, okay. style of cabaret or yeah. for people if you don't know jude pearl look up jude pearl she does like really amazing like long form storytelling and sketch cabaret it's yeah it's real cool i like cabaret
0: yeah so is that so what were those jude pearl was that kind of your introduction to cabaret like is that your first sort of
1: my intro to i remember again this is me being naive and just a bit stupid i entered this competition that was like cabaret, and I didn't know what it
0: was, but there was there was a cash that's, that's prize. The, the brazenness of a performer. Like, I can do this. Exactly. I've never done it, but I can do it. I think
1: I like, invited my mum. I'm like, mum, I'm doing cabaret.
0: <laughs> and look at you now. Did, did you win the competition? No, no, I didn't.
1: I think I won a book. I came second and won a book, so what, I was pretty what happy. Book, how
0: to do cabaret. For, <laughs> what cabaret dummy? is, yeah. Alice? The dictionary, and they've just highlighted cabaret. <laughs> yeah, what you did was fun, but not what we were after. <laughs> You're just, like, juggling on stage, and it's like, this is cabaret, right? Like, no, that's circus. Oh, it's like, <laughs> I'm
1: taking cabaret to strange new places, yeah. number eight. <laughs>
0: great simpsons ref. thank you i was actually going to bring what simpsons ref was i going to bring up with the um oh yeah when oh, the bear in the car oh no that's another good one <laughs> the, the um i was going to do when homer has like uh advanced marketing and he's reading the book and then it's <laughs> just, it's like introduction to marketing and then it's just the dictionary and it's like marketing <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is
1: oh, that's so good that makes me happy
0: <laughs> and so you did this competition mm-hmm. and then were you just like oh this is cool like I feel like I kind of have a knack for this or something
1: yeah I just seeing what it was I'm like oh it's just it's another way of telling stories with music and nice. I kind of I love that whole um like Weimar era kind of speakeasy smoky songstress stuff so I'm like mm-hmm. yeah let's dive into that and I was really good friends and still am luckily with Ned Dixon who who's an amazing accompanist and composer. And yet we just mashed our brains together. And yeah, I'm so fortunate. I think I've written six shows with Ned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah. So you, I, I don't know Ned, but I've like through following your career have like through, I guess, osmosis, like gotten to know him on your profiles and stuff. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it seems like you guys work really well together and have a really similar like flair and passion for what you're doing, which is awesome. So, like, how do you, what was your first show? And when were you like, I'm doing a solo show at the comedy festival? Fuck this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was very fuck this.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. So, I think I did my first solo show with Ned. It was called Malice because yes. it's Alice with an M. Yes. And I'm very
0: clever. Bit of a double entendre kind
1: of <laughs> exactly. thing. Exactly. <like> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that would have been 2014 at The Fringe.
0: Wow. So As how, you would have been 20, 20-ish? 21,
1: 22, I think. or Was it 2015 or 2014? Oh yeah, uh, just again, a real like stupid baby. Just <laughs> yeah. rolling around being like, comedy's easy. I still am one. You are not a stupid baby.
0: I am. You're a smart baby. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. Tick.
1: <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> yeah. And um, from there, again, just... I decided it would be a good idea. We went to Adelaide and, oh boy. Adelaide
0: Fringe, was it?
1: Yes. Yeah, cool. I have never cried more times in public oh, than no. at the Adelaide Fringe. Well,
0: and I assume that wasn't like a scene in the show where you break down and cry. Was it just a breakdown in general?
1: Oh, just so many times walking down Rundle Mall in Adelaide. Just I was performing in this broom cupboard like probably smaller than the room we're in right now and yet one night it was just one lovely retiree who didn't oh. quite know what was going on <laughs> and another and a clown and another artist and I'm like this sucks but then um yeah very fortunately we got nominated for an award and I'm like oh thank god I'm, I'm doing something it's right it's in This cupboard,
0: <laughs> encouragement award <laughs> yeah, very yeah very much that and then like because my, you asked me before we started, like, have you ever thought about doing a solo stand up show? And I was like, nah, like, that's like my worst nightmare. Like, just like the, I always say the reason I love podcasting and radio was always because, like, you can say stuff that you think is funny, but you mm. never have to actually see the audience's response. You yeah. Ne- you never have a live response to what you're saying. So it, like, you never have to deal with that. Right. So, like, my, like, was it hard? is it hard performing something you've worked really hard on and, like, written all these songs and written a whole show and then there's, like, one person in the crowd? Like... I'm oh like, yeah oh it's, yeah. it's devastating <laughs> no it's every
1: comedian's dream like, yeah. i just love really small venues where people don't laugh yeah
0: well that I, sounds I, great
1: yeah it's uh I've, I've had a lot of them oh I, I remember performing for these it was clearly like a couple's date night of mm. these a, a lovely bunch of like retirees mm. who just kind of clapped politely between numbers and they're like mm, yes dismantle the patriarchy mm. and they're <laughs> like that was very good and just politely left <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm very I'm very lucky in that I know that I I love doing stand up but I couldn't do a full hour like like you that terrifies me so and I know you're pretty
0: th- much doing you're pretty much doing eh. a what like eh. you have, you're like singing comedy like that surely that's even harder uh see uh, that's my comfy place because
1: i figure that even if people aren't digging what's going on with the stand-up they'll be like well she can sing pretty well <laughs> so i'm having a good nice time voice. Yeah. yeah okay
0: see so that's like your protective layer that's like exactly. the microphone for me like i'm hiding behind the microphone i don't have to see your reaction you're like hey, if I'm not funny, I know I'm fucking good at singing, which you are. So that's like you being, that's like your protective layer. Exactly. Okay, cool. So you go from Malice, you get nominated for this award. Mm-hmm. Is that like, you? do you feel like, you you feel like oh i'm doing something right then what comes after that
1: after that again just went so brazen i'm like i'm going to do a show with a full band i remember this <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it was wild time it's the it was called personal messiah and it's yes. truly the lost show because i didn't write it down and i didn't tape it so <laughs> it's all
0: in in your mind yeah, it's
1: it's in the old dude i've got the music but the jokes in between i could have said
0: anything i have no idea <laughs> what happened and so how do you go about getting a like a whole band like uh, you had like four or five people, yeah?
1: I did. Um, yeah, Going to a music school, it's yeah, it's very much a scene in like a John Hughes movie. Just people walk down and it's like, hey, man, we're getting the band together. And they're like, I'm in. <laughs> it's
0: the school of rock scene where he's like giving every single student their roles. Yes. Because it's sort of like that you go and it's like you three, groupies, you're on lighting, you can be security.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I did the staffing for the whole venue. I'm yeah. like marketing, <laughs> You're on You're media. on bar,
0: make sure people are getting their drinks. <laughs> You can be, uh, yeah, that's so good. Uh, and how did that one go? Oh,
1: it was so much fun. And The Apostles, which are, I've done two shows with The Apostles, my band, and every iteration of the band has just been the most incredible musicians mm. I could have asked for. Just so, t- it just blows my mind that I have these. Having this wall of talent behind me, I'm like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like, they're so good that they're just going to push the show forward. Yeah, awesome.
0: And so, Personal Messiah, and then there's... Is there two more shows after that? Yes. I th- mm, Let me think. So,
1: there was... Yeah, after Personal Messiah, I did Mansplaining. Yeah. And then I did garbage monster yes garbage yeah. monster was my latest show and that when was garbage monster so that would have
0: been 2019 okay so now it's been over a year since you've been able to do a show yeah like what how was 2020 for you as someone who is like was really like making a lot of progress in like being a performer and doing shows and like it seemed like creatively you were just on fire. Thank you, sweetie. What was – what like 2020, I assume, must have been like quite a difficult thing for you.
1: Yeah, last year it was really painful, I think, for a lot of people, mm. uh, yeah, personally, professionally. But I think for a while I just kind of allowed myself to become numb to the world. It's only now that I'm really allowing myself to, to work through the pain of everything that happened and yeah. the frustration – But yeah, I think it's good and healthy to feel feelings and I'm glad that that's coming out. But yeah, it it
0: really sucked. Did you feel like, because did you have something in the works for 2020? Like were you doing something at the Comedy Fest? I did. I I wrote a whole
1: show and I think two weeks before we were due to go on is when the Comedy Festival rightly pulled the pin on the festival and Mm. we're like, well... I guess we'll do it eventually. And, and what was that show called again? It's a show called Doggo. Okay, so yeah, may, maybe Doggo might be coming out again.
0: Might come. At maybe this year's something's under best.
1: embargo and I can't oh. say. But maybe.
0: <laughs> there you go, guys. I'm not going to ponder any further on that. Um, so, you, okay, so it might we might be able to see Doggo this year at some event, some possibly a big event, yeah, maybe, maybe a small coming event. to a
1: theater near you. I mean, I just maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. It's and the big M.
0: It, regardless of whether we are or are not seeing Doggo, do you mm-hmm. want to talk a bit about Doggo? Like in terms of like the mat, what it is about? Like,
1: Yeah. So in the long and short, it's a show dedicated to my first dog, who is this beautiful golden retriever called Daisy. I love her so much yeah. to this day. And, and is
0: Daisy still with us or is she... Oh no,
1: she. Okay. she's in a jar at my parents' house. Oh my okay, cool, 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 I guess. I mean, who doesn't want to be in a jar? I
0: assume it's her ashes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like a big dog-sized jar. A yeah, golden
0: retriever jar. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. a real
1: like Buffalo Bill situation. You just got to <laughs> chuck the treats in the yeah. jar. <laughs>
0: There's just a a jar in your parents' place and there's just barks coming out of it all the time. It's like, don't worry about that. That's just the dog. We just keep her in a jar.
1: (laughs) So messed up. I love it. That makes me happy.
0: (laughs) Okay, so it's about Daisy.
1: It's about Daisy and how we... Mourn dogs and how we let new dogs into our heart because I now have a new dog who lives up at my parents' place and his name is Arj Barker and he's my best friend. (laughs) So how we we mourn those we've lost and how we let in those that we've loved. But it's really funny and sexy and cool as
0: well. Okay, awesome. And so like you wrote that Mm pre-COVID. So I assume like based on what you said, like was COVID a very difficult time for you? Like did you, as a creative, I Mm -hmm. just felt so... Numb, I guess, and I didn't feel like I could do anything creative, and I didn't. I just lost all creative spark. Like, was it? Did you write anything in in that time? Well, I was very fortunate
1: to be studying a master's degree at the time, so I had to pump out work for that. But in terms of joke telling, it was mm. just. Cause I get so much off the audience, and yet writing jokes in a vacuum is the most stressful and horrifying experience. Yeah. So to not have that, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not interested. Mm. I barely sung mainly because we got a cat, and the cat hates me singing. So I'm like, well, I'll just chush for a whole year.
0: How does the cat, how do you know the cat hates you singing?
1: So whenever I'm just like, I'm just cracking out high notes, the cat just goes like, ugh, and just scatters under the bed. <laughs>
0: She assumes something weird is going on. Yeah, she's yeah. like I can't be in this room.
1: Ex- yeah, just like well, give me this this teen guy across the room like no, no <laughs> noise. Mother no.
0: <laughs> okay. So you just like you didn't really write any music and and anything like that, but now you you're coming off the other side of covid, you might be able to get into performing again. I assume you feel really elated and like you are you feeling like a little bit like in a better space?
1: Absolutely. Um <laughs> It's so much and I'm sure you get this as a creative, like outputting stuff and that form of expression. It's so much a part of who you are. Mm. And yeah, to it just feels like I'm meeting myself again and almost it sounds so depressing, but hey, clinical depression will do that. Mm. But like
0: liking myself again
1: is yeah. really nice
0: and Ah. Well I I think I like you and I, I like, you I like, like oh, do you, well not in that way, don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's we kissed. No. Did we? Not no, I don't think have, we did we in high kissed. school. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Even I know, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm br- I... I don't know. I remember like at a sleepover, like, you know, I don't know what boys do at sleepovers, but at girls sleepovers, you just like make lists of like everyone that you've yeah, you, you popped up on some lists, Michael. Did I really? Yes. Ah,
0: that I have no memory of ever kissing any girls. So <laughs> like, that is really surprising no, to it's, me.
1: You've heard it here first. Mike has kissed a girl, at least one girl that I know from high school, but more.
0: <laughs> Interesting. That's an off air conversation. <laughs> It's going to be cut this. We should we should make a list after this of just everyone we've ever kissed. Me, oh god. me and you. We'll, after this, we're going to make a list, and we'll put it. If I ever make a Patreon, we'll just make it a Patreon bonus. Oh my
1: god, just pop out the the C scrolls. It's going to take a while. Do I need their names? Can they just be vague descriptors?
0: Guy from nightclub with blonde hair. Yeah, like just kind
1: of cheek at house party in top hat, like. <laughs> i don't know
0: I'm all right well, well we'll have to set the ground rules after <laughs> after we record this um do you want like you and me have talked a little bit like about anxiety and stuff yeah do you want to talk about that yeah or sure like, like because like for me a lot of my a lot of my like early years coming out of high school was just like up until, like, very recently, and, and I still have it a bit, but, like, I was so anxious about everything. Like, mm. when I was, like, panelling radio shows for the first time, um, any minor mistake I made, I would just, like, kick myself for the next, like, two weeks, and I would avoid, like, running into my boss because I didn't want to see him and just stuff like that. Yeah. And I look back now and I'm like, that was such a small thing. Like, why did you respond like that? Like, what's your experience with that? as a creative and just as a person.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's such a, it's a big question. I don't know your experience of anxiety. Have you always felt like you've experienced anxiety? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, especially at school. And I always like envied you because you were really good at, like, I know, like, I just thought it was amazing that you could do a school musical. And like, I, I always wanted to do them, but I never felt like I always felt so anxious. Right. Mm. Um, but yeah, I always feel like I've had it since I was quite young.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, likewise. I remember my parents tell me a story of when I was, like, in kindy that I whenever I'd do a painting and if it would drip, I'd just scream and rip it in half. I'm like, oh. what a well-adjusted child. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's been with me my whole life and been in a lot of different iterations. So hmm. I, I, I don't want to even say suffer. Like, I just – I have depression. I have anxiety. Like, I have mild OCD. And – it's just it's it's meeting it non-judgmentally as it pops up in your life, and yeah, even though I I say that like I'm so zen with myself, I am so not. Like every now and then, I'm like, wow, I'm a piece of shit, and I oh. suck. But
0: <laughs> well, I think no one else thinks that. I would say.
1: I, I'm sure I can find you at, le- at least one. Okay. <laughs> My nemesis. Um, oh, you have a nemesis. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, this is an off air conversation, but yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to get you. <laughs> 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 no, I think, um, yeah, it's just about trying to be nice to yourself every day and giving yourself what you need. But with performance. Strangely enough, the first time I ever sung in front of people and my grandma tells the story better than I do, so get her on the pod, she'll tell it better.
0: What's her name? Uh, Gillian. I'll email her right now.
1: She'll answer you. She's always on the bloody email, (laughs) emailing me articles. I'm like, text me. She's like,
0: hey, Alice, this Michael boy's emailed me on the emails. Should I go on his show? Uh, She
1: she will not even, she'll just come to your house.
0: (laughs) You'll be like grandma don't do it he'll make you write a list of everyone you've ever passed you do not want to do his show
1: oh my and she she's uh shout out to jill i love you so much grandma you're the best person Well, how do we even get onto my grandma kissing people? What were we talking oh, about you, before
0: this? You said your grandma is like... Oh, the should story. Be on Should be on this should show. On this yeah, th- she should be on this show. So
1: the first time I sung in front of people, I just said, I'm like, grandma, I'm going to sing at assembly because other kids were playing piano and I got jealous that they were getting attention. And I'm like, I want attention. So, I Classic. Got up, yeah, yeah. And grandma's like, can you sing? I'm like, yeah, I think so. And yeah, just got up and luckily could sing and just yet sung tomorrow from Annie without music. And it's... Ugh.
0: Love that song. A classic.
1: Yeah. I'm now too old to play Annie and it's like one of the biggest did, most devastating did, things in my life.
0: Did you ever play Annie? No. Like, uh, Cuz we did Annie for like the school the grade 2 school oh, concert. Like the, the
1: little boppers musical. Keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And um I just remember, you know how in that in the Annie movie the guy is like he's bold. the the dad figure yeah, yeah. is bald so one of our one of the students had to wear like a, a skin colored um a, like a, a swimming cap <laughs> to make him look bald and I'm like this little like grade 2 kid walking around like he's bald oh it was so funny uh,
1: school musicals and play costuming makes me giggle so much so like <laughs> yeah. i cuz i'm i'm loud and was like tall and have had a deep voice compared to other girls. Like I was always playing like older women like grotty men. I remember once like people like sticking like leaves and dirt to my face so I could play like this guy that slept in a bush and I'm like
0: Which, which musical is that from? No, like, I mean, it
1: was it was a straight play. Oh it was right, a one right. act like, play. So there's
0: not. Was the character actually called Guy who sleeps in bush, or was there a name of the character? I
1: think he was just called the Tramp. And I'm like, yeah, it does, it oh, does it was, not fly it was, now. It was
0: Lady and the Tramp.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had to eat the spaghetti out of the bush. <laughs> meet the other bush dog.
0: <laughs> um. Uh, did we end up telling the grandma story? So we're detouring a lot. Oh, no, no, that's
1: it. She she goes into more... You know how grandmas tell stories. There's just such extensive... Minutia of detail yeah yeah makes it more evocative whereas i'm like i wanted to sing so i sung so you sung yeah where she'd be like on a warm spring day (laughs) (laughs) in 20 Uh, something alice
0: got up in front of the class like that kind of vibe
1: your your grandparents are still with us yeah Uh, yeah.
0: both of my nonna's are yeah huge um and they my nonna tells like stories in in Italian, like, well, in broken English mixed in with some Italian. Mm-hmm. And um, they are quite funny. I actually have been thinking about starting a segment on my my podcast, um, which is just getting her on to tell some of her stories because oh. it's funny for two reasons, because, like, they are actually kind of funny stories, but also the way she tells them in her broken English, I find very funny. Like That's so cute. I think it's very cute. Um, What's your, like, when you write songs for your shows, like, mm-hmm. what what do you like what's the process for that like because I've written songs and it's hard so what yes. are your how do you write songs so um when I'm writing with Ned quite often
1: uh it's a bit of a push and pull of I'll also like I want to write a samba and Ned will give a beat and there'll be something to it or I'll say I want to write something about the tampon tax and then we'll find that whereas now I'm by myself it's such a mixed bag of stuff usually um at the moment because I'm writing a real like pop show like it's all like pop music and cool. I love that so yeah. it's yeah writing like really overproduced pop tracks and then seeing what comes of that which mm. got uh, pop music is great but with but with music like are you writing
0: like not only lyrics are you writing melodies and are you writing instrumental parts or is that what Ned would do
1: so Ned uh historically it makes it sounds like we've been like 1776 <laughs> and we were writing music. But <laughs>
0: The, yes. Back in the old days, yeah. like, now we're on our 100th album. Like, <laughs> you know, we've really streamlined the process.
1: <laughs> but uh, Ned, um, he's done a lot of uh, m- the majority of the writing of the music, especially when we did stuff with bands, he'd arrange all the parts. And, yeah, okay. he's such a talented composer,
0: whereas now it's me and a laptop and my anxiety, baby. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you just, like, is it a stream of consciousness thing or do you have an idea already or, like...
1: A bit of a mixed bag. I think um, some people, and I admire them so much, have a very set-out process of, like, this is how I formulate a song, whereas... I'm very much just like chucking stuff at the wall and being like that, I'll do that. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. Yeah, I lo- I love working with Ned and this isn't, I, Ned and I will definitely work together again. We're working on something at the moment
0: as well. Yeah, because it sounded like you'd just given Ned the flick, like you've gone your own way. Ned's like cancelled. You, yeah, you've done it like a Stevie Nicks in, in Fleetwood Mac. He's like, I'm going out, I'm doing my solo career, whatever. But you are still working with oh, him. Oh yeah,
1: Ned yeah. is, yeah, I love working with Ned so much. He's um He's writing a musical at the moment, so nice. I'm giving him space to write his amazing musical and yet we've got projects on the side that we're doing together.
0: Awesome. So with with Doggo, which may or may not be coming to a theatre near you, is that the pop one that you're writing? It is, yeah. Oh, cool. So, you're, are you still writing new stuff for it?
1: Yes, I'm very fortunate. Like, if it happens this year, who knows? Um, it's
0: very secret.
1: <laughs> but because
0: it's not happening, guys, it's, it's yeah. not happening. It's yeah, don't yeah. expect to see it anywhere.
1: Yeah, I'm never. This is me retiring on And, and,
0: and if you do see it, know that Alice has done you a massive favour, and it's yeah. I'm just yeah just trying to talk. Yeah, about, it's yeah. just sizzle. Yeah. <laughs> it's all sizzle, guys. So <laughs> you're still like workshopping that show when yeah.
1: Totally. I think before yeah, pre-pand, pre-pandemic. <laughs> it was um
0: <laughs> I've never heard anyone call it pre-pando. <laughs> pre pre the pando. <laughs> I call I like demo, like demo. pandemic. Uh pre pre the old demo, the Rona demo. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah the rona demo yeah but just back in the days before the rona demo okay so pre-pando yeah (laughs)
1: pre-pando it was very um the theme was a little bit more obtuse and it was a bit sillier which is great i love silly silly is awesome yeah but i think now i think all of us have spent so much time inside just like navel gazing and like Mm. pulling all the gross stuff out of us and being like do i like me so it kind of addresses that a bit more
0: yeah yeah okay cool cool uh, we need to talk before we finish about yeah, yeah. your comedic inspirations, which I always find extremely funny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a little bit of crossover with ours. Well, probably a lot of crossover. So, like, when you think of like comedian, comedian, I I'm more into like your childhood and like because yeah. I think your your sense of humor is shaped so much in your childhood. It's so like what was what was the stuff that made you laugh or that you found really interesting growing up.
1: So I'm very lucky to have super funny parents and there was always comedy on around. So I watched a lot of Monty Python with my dad and I remember watching Holy Grail. I would have been about seven and been like, I don't get it, but this is great.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember seeing Holy Grail when I was probably about seven. My cousin, Mm. like I watched it with my cousin and I remember the one I remember loving was the Black Knight scene where they chop yes. off all these limbs? Because I think that was so accessible for a kid because there's the fun in the fact that you're chopping off his limbs, but he's still up for a fight. Mm-hmm. But I like every time I watch that movie again, like I just find more and more stuff funny from it. It's, it's, it's so amazing, yeah.
1: And it, yeah, I love I love silly, and silly has always been a big part of my upbringing. I come from a very a line of very silly people, yeah. And yeah, want to bring that. All the time. But another inspiration, in the car with my mum, I'd always listen to Martin Malloy albums. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. and I loved them and just, yeah, all the jokes about, like, I don't know, just, like, poop shoots and stuff. I'd be like, yes, I oh, never, on the way to kinder. I
0: never listened to Martin Malloy, but, like, oh, yeah. so many people in the industry, in the radio biz, like just rave about that show. Like I need to find it and dig it up and just like try and listen to old versions of it because they were surely pre-podcasting as well. Oh yeah, yeah, like back
1: when you'd get the greatest hits on, I'm seeing Hamish and Andy's book on the coffee table here. Yeah. But like you get all of the hits on a disc and you'd listen to it in the car. Very that.
0: Yeah, I think because H&A have a, have a couple best ofs and I they think do. they're on Spotify.
1: Oh, are they? Because I, I remember having the album when they did the people's chip when they, was it yeah. the gravy chip? The gravy
0: chip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they're
1: just um, doing the birth of, Venus just lying in chippies I had that album.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so and what about like uh, uh TV, any TV stuff like we talked about the Simpsons, so I'm, like that's definitely big with you.
1: Oh, uh, freaking hell, I love the Simpsons. Yeah. Um yeah, it's kind of the only way that I talk to people
0: is <laughs> <It's> through Simpsons <laughs> it's through quotes. Simpsons quotes. Do you have a favorite
1: ep? It's it changes so constantly, but I think I landed on one the other day, there's like a top
0: five, I reckon. Of yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. love the Maison Derriere. I that's. I feel like that's so up your alley. It's so funny. The music. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love the who put this. The, the, the songs from the early days were so good.
1: Incredible, right? Like, and of course, the Monorail episode. Yeah. I mean, you got to give it to a Music Man parody. Oh
0: yeah. yeah, that like that's the Monorail song, which was written by Conan O'Brien. Yeah. And, and like is literally like, I think I watched Conan say somewhere like that song is literally just like bum, 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 bum. bum." But like the whole song is just like a four, four of four notes. And like, it's so simple, but it's so good. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then the Apu song, the um, Who Needs the Who Needs mutt. the Clicky
1: Mart, yeah, that's good. <laughs> cool. But even in like later seasons, which most of it's kind of dog shit, but like the Yvonne et Niage episode is so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Ralph with like this deep
0: baritone. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta drop the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant, what's his name? LT Lieutenant Smash. Uh, LT <laughs> Smash. Lieutenant
1: <LT> Smash. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a, that. New kids on the black, I believe, is the title. of Very that episode. well done. Yeah, and N Sync is is in that episode. Yes. Um. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Those are those are three really strongs. But are we doing? Is there two more? Oh my
1: goodness! I think the first Halloween special with the Raven, like <laughs> ben, like you knew me in high school, like being kind of like a little emo kid, like y- yeah. you loved Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Oh, but no. oh my God. and also Citizen Kang is one of my favorite Halloween episodes. So is,
0: which one, Citizen Kang? is that where they they're running for? Is that the yeah. twirling, always Yeah, twirling. always
1: twirling towards freedom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that one's so good. Um, And any other, any other, like, comedic inspirations you want to rave about?
1: Yeah, well, like every comedy nerd growing up in Australia, I'd religiously watch the gala, oh, yeah, the comedy yeah. festival gala. I'd tape it and just study it. Mm. So I can, I'm such a nerd, I can be like, oh, yeah, that comedian did that in 2008 and then they did this in 2010. Mm. But I remember seeing Tim Minchin on there and just my mind was blown, like, this truly like unusual dark intelligent person with playing this incredible music just I I didn't really know it then but that like set this little fire in here he
0: I I remember over Christmas I I listened to that the Tim Minchin Christmas song yeah which is just like I I, I totally get what you mean with him like it's so satirical and like darkly satirical but the, also like the composition of his songs are always so fun and stuff with like the the Christmas one I really like. Like Tim mentions yeah. a really special performer. Have
1: Absolutely. You, have you ever met him? No, um uh, I think I tweeted him once and he replied and I'm like, oh. I'm gonna die. I'm yeah. so happy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh I mean that's awesome. So you so Tim mentions another like really big one for you.
1: Oh, he's just he's incredible and yeah, I think especially I say getting older, I know I'm not that old, but, like, when I discovered Tim Minchin, I was probably, like, 13, now I'm 27, the lyrics just mean something completely different to me now in a really beautiful way. Like, I think about the Christmas song you talk about when he's singing about babies and stuff, and now that a lot of my friends have had kids and I've got nephews, like, that just, yeah, it it really speaks to me in a different way now.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that about how, like the meaning of music can change for you over your life like mm-hmm. the song remains the same but the meaning just shifts as your like as your life sh- shifts and when i was studying my when i was studying my media degree at mm-hmm. rmit um one of the classes i did was about how was it like exactly that like every time you engage with any any text being like a book a film a tv show an album whatever it might be the meaning inherently changes with every view based on where you are in your life. And I always really loved that about mm. about pop culture. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I, by the way, are you still like super into Blink-182? Mate, if I met, if I ever answer no to that question, I want you to delete me and stop being friends yeah, with me. Right. <laughs>
1: I just have so many memories of you at house parties with friends, just drunkenly singing "I miss you," just going "Where are you?" Like tw- gonna, your
0: twenty-first or eighteenth had a jukebox. Yes, my
1: you were at <laughs> my eighteenth. I
0: kept. I uh, it was a. Was it a Disney-themed... It was a Disney-themed 18. And I came as a quite an obscure character. I was, a, I was TJ, the lead character from Recess. Yes,
1: you were. Oh, it was so brilliant.
0: <laughs> and no one knew what it was, so <laughs> I had to carry around a printed-out A4 piece of paper with TJ on it. <laughs> And as soon as people saw it, they're like, oh, my God, it's that guy. You look exactly like him. Like, I drew freckles on and everything. I remember. Oh, that was so – yeah, that was excellent. Oh, God. Who were you – who did you go with at that? Oh,
1: I just had, like, a slutty Queen of Hearts oh, uh, Alice in costume. Wonderland, and I say yeah. slutty with absolute respect. to oh, yeah. yeah. Slutty it is excellent. It was a
0: great costume. I remember it very vividly. And so we – I kept – the whole night, I just was typing in Blink-182 into the jukebox – and the only song it had was "I Miss You," so I was like, "Hey guys, we always sing this. We've got to put this song on." And wow. it was a lot of fun. It
1: was g- my cousin's husband who grew up very country came to that party. Is he in
0: Blink One Eighty Two? Uh, oh my god! I, I actually thought you were Travis same. Barker <laughs> is in my family. <laughs> Travis Tovey, now known as Travis Barker. <laughs> oh,
1: I just remember him like yeah, watching all these like young men just doing karaoke, being like, "This
0: rules!" Like
1: we did not have <laughs> this at parties when I was eighteen.
0: Um. What, this, this is how I usually finish up. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like this, This probably, it's probably going to take six to seven minutes. So we're not quite done yet. Right. But like, um, and we've kind of, we've kind of like explored this area, but I always love to know from everyone, what do you think is one album, movie and book? And I know you're into video games. So let's add in for you video games Great. that you think everyone should play or should watch, play, read, listen to. Like, it it doesn't have to be your favourite. It's just one that you think everyone should experience in their life.
1: Great. So, book. uh, It was book, video game, movie. And album. And album. Oh, my goodness. So... I get, these these are all going to be like super lame like I'm not cool
0: no 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 totally Great. totally fair like I think because my thing with this is that and I because a lot of people feel like they have to do a disclaimer in that sense they're like oh like my favorite movie is this but you know I know it's lame but like I think people like what they like for different reasons so I feel like you never have to disclaim what you like like you, you like it because it's touched you in some way Mainly,
1: yeah, disclosing the album because I know that the artist is, like, a known, like, raving Trump supporter, but oh, okay. I love the... So Meatloaf's Bad Outta Hell is oh. one of my favourite albums of all time. Really? Okay. I, 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 yeah, getting used to listening to it in the car with my dad and just, mm. yeah rock opera oh, oh i'm cool. obsessed also i'll add another album um the darkness permission to land i'm oh s- with um
0: i believe in a thing called love
1: i've seen the darkness live i was gonna see them a third time but then the pandemic happened okay yeah i've seen them live twice it's cool. incredible i have
0: not listened to either of those but i will i'm trying to listen to a new album every day in 2021 so
1: let me know what you think i'll listen
0: to the darkness tonight and meatloaf maybe next week
1: oh uh, you, you're gonna have a time cool Uh, so book, this is, yeah, it's more of a book for uh, young people with uteruses. So, um, Are You There God It's Me Margaret by Judy Bloom? Okay. So I remember I think I've read it eight times in my childhood. Yeah. So yeah, I just remember reading it and like, yeah, going up to my mum being like, what's a period? And she's like, okay, this is Judy Bloom's brought this conversation on, let's do it. Is Judy
0: Bloom, did she write the tales of the fourth grade Nothing? Yeah, she did. Okay, yeah. I do know her.
1: Oh, seminal, like, children's author, just and it's so funny as well, because I'm I'm sure I think the book, it was written around the eighties, so like they're having like very eighties house parties and I appreciate the tweeness of it. Kids might now might just be like, "Why aren't they
0: snapchatting? Like This isn't fun." <laughs> There's no TikTok at this party. What yeah, the no hell? No one's doing
1: the that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one's doing the Harlem Shake. <laughs> oh my God. The Harlem Shake. No one's doing gang Gam style. I
1: think we went to the same uni, Mike, and Melbourne Uni. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. went
0: there for a year. Yeah.
1: Oh my! We, Did on, we do a Harlem Shake? Well, Is I remember way? on. Pardon me for hitting the mic. I remember on O Week they tried to get like a, a Harlem Shake going with like the president of the student union. Oh, it was just like oh. five people dancing like this around. Yeah,
0: the, the yeah I would have not participated in. I that. was
1: kind of like, guys, it'll be fun. They're like, no, Alice, that will f- your, that Harlem Shake will follow you. <laughs>
0: it will resurface like the photos of me at your 21st birthday party dressed as an Isis-looking ninja.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Now now yeah. Now you the Isis is coming back to me now. <laughs>
0: um okay, so that's uh that's the book. That's the book. And is it like what 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 about that like spoke to you?
1: I think it was especially when you're you're little and you're on the cusp of adulthood and you don't know what to expect, just kind of having any guide book and also Kaz Cook, another great book just for like young people, particularly yet yeah, women people with uteruses, yeah. uh, is just girl stuff because it's just like an encyclopedia of like, here's what you should expect, yes. here's all the things. Many
0: of the girls I dated in high school had that book.
1: Every it so was standing I, standard have, I issue. have read
0: that book. <laughs>
1: it's good hey yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so much
0: information. Yeah I'm it's just good. like
1: hmm what is what is this lump? Check the guides. <laughs>
0: All right, and then movie and video game.
1: Okay, movie. My favourite movie of all time is Wayne's World. It is a perfect movie. I Mike loved,
0: Myers, yeah.
1: I love Mike Myers' movies. Like, oh, he can do... Like, he's done a lot of wrong, but he can I mean, do no wrong.
0: he's literally Shrek, The Cat in the Hat, and Austin Powers. Like... The Cat in the Hat kind of rules. Like, I know that, it's bad, but it kind of rules. That Cat in the Hat movie is so funny.
1: It has no right. Like the bit where they're doing like the cupcake cooking show, and he like threatens the other cat with a knife. I'm like, what the fuck is going on?
0: I I loved that movie because it breaks the fourth wall so much. I love that style of. And
1: Paris Hilton's in it, is she? You know that bit where the cat he like inexplicably goes into an underground club with the children? Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, and (laughs) I
1: think that Paris Hilton just goes like, "That's hot," and the cat's like, "Thanks," and walks away.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So and so why so why Wayne's World? Like just generally my. Like Myers?
1: Or? Oh, it's just it's so funny. It's like a laugh a minute. I remember when I saw it for the first time, I was probably about twelve. Yeah. And like I just died laughing and I just went around to sleepovers at friends' houses and like we need to watch Wayne's World and yeah. just showed it to everyone I knew.
0: That's like that's like me with this movie that is <laughs> nowhere near as popular or good as no, Wayne's world. It? it was called Dickie Roberts Former Child Star. It had David Spade in it. Have you ever seen it? Oh my god.
1: Oh, it rings
0: such a Like it was, I think it was like a flop film and mm-hmm. it's about David Spade plays this character called Dickie Roberts who was a child star and now he's like fucked up in his adulthood but he wants to like be famous again. And like, I'm sure if, I haven't watched it in so long, but I'm sure if I watched it now, it would be shit. But I just remember loving it.
1: Oh, but you don't need to talk to me about shit. Every weekend. So I spent I spent a lot of time at my best friend's house in Albert, and we went yeah. to the video rental store there. And without fail, every weekend, we would rent either Hot Chick yeah. or White Chicks. <laughs> and that's all we watched for white like two years. White is very good. Oh, is it though? I mean, like,
0: it, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's all right.
1: I mean, Hold My Poodle holds up. I'll stand by Hold My Poodle. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Video game. Video
1: game. It is. I've never
0: had, I've never asked anyone this because I've never had anyone that I feel like is super into video games. So.
1: Oh, I feel, yeah, don't come for me in the comments because I'm I'm somewhat (laughs) into, I like a video game. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing throughout lockdown. Cool, cool. Yeah, just tending my garden, being like, the world is fine. (laughs) (laughs) But favorite video game of all time has to be Spyro Year of the Dragon. Is that number three? Yep.
0: Okay, that is a pretty good choice. Oh, like, it, I've played it to completion so many times. And that's the one where you're collecting the dragon eggs, yeah? Or is Yes, that yeah. is the
1: one with the eggs because, yeah, the first one is when you have to free the dragons. The statues, yeah. And I think it's eggs in the second and third one as yeah, well. Yeah, okay,
0: cool. Yeah, so have you – so why why Spyro? Why Spyro 3?
1: I, don't, I think I just played it – I played it every summer of my childhood <laughs> and, like, it, to when I was a teenager as well and – and it's just such a satisfying, fun journey. The character design rules. Yeah. And, and there's just something great about just getting all of the gems in a level and getting that, yes. that little. It's probably like an early side of OCD thing where it's like 100 out a com- of 100. The
0: completionist. Yeah, yeah the completionist
1: yeah, yeah. in me loves it.
0: I Yeah, I really like those games. They're really good 3D platformers. And um, just like, like, have you played the Reignited Trilogy? Which is Yeah, re- yeah, it's cool. Do you think they did a good job remaking them? Yeah, same.
1: I do, even though it's so funny. I've been playing a few like uh, revamped older games. Like I was playing mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot, and yeah. it's it's fucking brutal.
0: Yeah, the Crash Bandicoot is so hard. Spyro was always a little bit easier, which is yeah, it was a bit more of a chill experience where you could just like you know run around the world, collect the gems, kill a few enemies, do a few goals. Whereas Crash Bandicoot, it's like go 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 go. Yeah, it's <laughs> like. Oh, you got past this bit, but now there's like this thing coming towards you. And of course you didn't see that. And now you're dead and you're back at the start. Like Crash Bandicoot is very hard. Yeah. I think Spyro 3 is an incredible choice. So, thank, What's thank, your
1: favourite game? What, what's the uh, game everyone has to play? I, is it Smash?
0: Uh, I don't think it would be Smash because I think that Super Smash Bros. is like so hard to like, like if you're new to it, it can be very overwhelming if you're playing with someone who knows how to play, right? Who so, do you main on Smash? Uh, in the current one yep. my my favorite character to play is Pokemon trainer because switch wow. you switch between the three Pokemon and I love all of them That's and so i also love. so <laughs> stressful nah it's so fun um but I reckon that for me the game that I think everyone should play in their lifetime very hard but I would probably say Kingdom Hearts love it which is the Disney like crossover the first, game like, ps2 the first one yeah gorgeous it's, it's just a real the story is incredible it's a quite an accessible game like it's it's pretty easy but it's like a nice little introduction to like an RP an action RPG yeah. and it's just like just really fun like it, it's it's awesome.
1: You're right it's divine storytelling as well. Like I can't yeah. remember it specifically but I'd watch my brother play it and just cry.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh it's just a it's a quite an emotional story and just like yeah I just it when I first played it when I was like 10 years old it was I was just like wow this is an incredible game and I love it and I still play all the new ones um but yeah I think that first Kingdom Hearts game is a game everyone should play especially if you love Disney like, oh yeah you're running around with Aladdin and killing Jafar and stuff like that it's awesome yeah so yeah um thank you so much for being on the show Oh,
1: thanks babe
0: what like let's plug your socials sure. so and like just just plug away plug yeah, away. yeah
1: sure so you can follow me uh on Instagram at altopes that's a-l-t-o-v-e Oh, yeah, just search Alice Tovey on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And, yeah, you can go to my website, alicetovey.com, which I promise to update now. <laughs> now that
0: people <laughs> right might now. be looking at it. <laughs> um, And, like, we will stay tuned about if you're doing any shows. Yeah. May, but, like, if, I guess if the Comedy Festival goes ahead this year, maybe just go to their website and type in Alice Tovey and, like, if something Absolutely. comes up, I would recommend going to Alice's show if it's happening, oh, which it may you. or may not be.
1: And right. it's if you're in Melbourne, it's such a good festival. Yeah. So many cool acts oh, yeah. around. Like, yeah, get amongst it. See Jude Pearl, see Wawa Lissa, uh, see Hot Department, Annie and Lena. They're all great. Cool. Everyone's great. Fuck DM yeah. me for requests. Like, I'll yeah. talk about this for, for ages.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome. Alice, Toby, thank you so much. We will shake hands, which I've never done at the end of this, but yeah. this is the end <laughs> of the pod. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch, radiomikepod at (laughs) gmail.com.